morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, everyone. Good morning, good morning, good morning, everyone. Today is another beautiful day that the Lord has made. And I don't know about you, but I'm just rejoicing. I'm glad I'm alive. I'm excited to be living in it. What an honor and a privilege um, that the Lord allowed us to uh, live in his day, this day that which the day which he has created for us on purpose for a purpose I don't know about you but um, I'm going to live my life on purpose understanding realizing and knowing that the reason I'm alive the reason we are awoke again today is to do what the spirit of the Lord says right for those who are the sons of God are led by the spirit of God Father um, today you guys we're going to be Raymond reading I believe it's Matthews 18 Matthews 18 <laughs> thank you Lord Matthews 18. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Matthews 18, that's what we're going to be reading. Thank you, Lord. Just taking a minute out to invite some people in and see if they want to drop in and fellowship and stuff and break bread and let's reason together to taste and see that the Lord is Good. He's really, really, really good. Thank you, Lord. This is, um, I'm waiting to come on live on uh, YouTube. Let's see, Matthew's 18. I pray he catches up with us. Okay, Matthew's 18, New Living Translation. Let's see what the Lord is getting ready to say. Thank you, Lord. Let's see what he's getting ready to say. We're here because we're hungering and we're thirsting after righteousness, Lord God. We ask that you fill us, fill our cups to overflow, Father God, so we will have something else. Others will be able to eat off of our tree. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Matthews 18. That's where we're headed. New Living Translation. Father God, we, we ask that you give us ears to hear, eyes to see, and a heart to receive your engrafted word, Father. We thank you that our heart is good ground. We're here to yield to you, not to resist you, to hear from you, Father God, so we can be doers of your word and not yours only. For you said it's the doer of your word is blessed and not the hearer only, Lord God. Therefore, we come before you with our humble heart, yielded and open to you, saying, Lord, fill us to overflow. Fill us. You said those that hunger and thirst, you will fill us. Those who hunger and thirst after righteousness, you will fill us. So we ask that you fill us to overflow. Fill our cup, Lord. Fill our cup, Lord. Thank you, Lord. So we too can be witnesses to others. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Glory, hallelujah. You guys ready to step in? We're getting ready to step in. We're getting ready to step in. We're getting ready to sit at his feet and to sup to see what the Spirit of the Lord has to say to us. We're getting ready for a rhema word. Father, reveal to us like you did Peter. For you said flesh and blood has not revealed this to him, but your father is in heaven that revealed it to him. Father, we just thank you. Um, thank you, you guys. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Again, today is Matthews 18, where Rhema word reading. 
Matthew's chapter 18. Okay. Um, it says, about this time, New Living Translation. Good morning, Angela. It says, about that time, the disciples came to Jesus and asked, who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? Jesus called a little child to him and put the child among them. Then he said, I tell you the truth. Lord, have mercy, Jesus. We've been talking about this. He says, unless you turn from your sins and become like a little children, you will never get into the kingdom of heaven. And except you come as a child, you cannot enter into the kingdom of heaven. One translation say, here we talk, you know, I just did this. Um, <laughs> one of the rainbow words the Lord gave us is, uh, mind your business. It's the You guys go over there and visit my um, uh, podcast. I did a podcast on childlike faith. It's under Arthur Pearlie Martin, Biblical Principles for Healing. And it's coming from this scripture here having childlike faith. The Lord is saying, you know, you need, we gotta have childlike faith. We gotta have faith like a child. In other words, when you tell a child something, they just believe it. They automatically believe it. They don't say, I won't believe it. I have to see it before I can believe it. It's none of that. If you tell them something, they just don't believe it because you said it. And this is the kind of faith the Lord wants us to have. Childlike faith. He says, he said, listen, he said, who is the greatest in the kingdom? He said, the little, he brought the little children. The children is the greatest in the kingdom. And we, when we too come to him as a child, he says, he says, I tell you the truth, unless you turn from your sins and become like a little children, he said, you'll never get into the kingdom of heaven. Why? Because children do not see a need for parental guidance. Children, grown people, I mean, grown people don't see a need for parental guidance. They don't see a need to acknowledge their parents. You know, as a grown person, you don't call your parent now every time you get ready to do something. But when you was a child, you thought like a child, you had like a child, right? So as children of God, when we see God as our Abba Father, we understand that we are under his parental guidance, right? And by us being under his parental guidance, this means that we have to acknowledge him in all our ways so he can direct our path, right? He wants us to act like a child. He's our Abba Father. We cut, we cast our cares upon him because as parents, you don't want to see your children worried down, cast down, burdened down, loaded down. Well, the Lord is saying, cast your cares upon me because I care for you. I don't want you walking around, take my yoke upon me. Take your, my yoke upon you and learn of me for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So the Lord is saying, I don't want you bowed down, bent down with the cares of the world, the deceitfulness of riches. Matter of fact, I'm telling you, I need you to, like a child looks to his parents for everything. This is how God wants us to see ourselves. We're children. The word of God says we, we cry, Abba, Father, because we was adopted as sons. And if we're sons of God, then we're children of God and we're heirs and joint heirs in Jesus Christ. God is our Father if we have accepted Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. We're here not because accident, not because it was mama and daddy's idea. We're here because it was God's ideal because he says before the foundations of the world, he knew us. Lord Jesus, don't kick me all the way off. That's okay because we're going to still keep on teaching because I'm praying. Let's see if we on Facebook Live, YouTube Live. It has not gone live yet. Let's see. 
we're on my uh we're still streaming on we're still streaming on uh you uh my podcast you guys don't forget to join in on my podcast join in on my podcast okay guys so you can get the full activity. but um anyways we're gonna just keep on rolling keep on rolling keep on rolling you guys stroll down to a childlike faith um verse four i'm finna see if i can get back on give me a second minute moment he says so anyone who becomes as humble as this little child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven what is he talking about he's not physically talking about us going back to being a child he's talking about spiritually speaking he's saying you got to come like a child come like a child come like a child comes to his parents acknowledging its parents and it's all his ways the lord is saying i need you to come like a child he said i need you to come like a child come like a child we must come like a child i'm sorry about this connection i don't know what's going on i'm sorry about this connection i'm back uh, we're still on matthews 18 rhema word reading so we're talking about having childlike faith because jesus said uh, the children was the greatest in the kingdom and except we come to him like a child we cannot enter into the kingdom of god why because grown people don't see a need for parental guidance and so god says verse 4 says so anyone who becomes as humble see he's talking about the humility as a child anyone who becomes as humble as this little child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven why the lord says that god the word the lord says that god resists the proud right but he gives grace to those that are humble. He gives, he resists the proud because proud people don't see a need for Jesus until they see a need for Jesus. And so we live our life without having a relationship with Jesus Christ, but we say, you know, we believe in God, but we don't serve God. And, you know, we don't live for God, but we believe that God exists. But I think what we fail to realize is that even demons bleed and tremble. I mean, you know that the devil believed that God exists, right? Even demons believe and tremble, right? We're talking about having a relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. We're talking about living in obedience to him. He said, blessed are the poor in spirit. Good morning, Samuel. He said, blessed are the poor in spirit, for they shall inherit the kingdom of God. We're Ramah reading Matthews 18, New Living Translation. He says, so, you know, blessed are the poor in spirit. So who is the poor in spirit? The poor in spirit are those who are needy for Jesus. I don't know, but, but I'm poor in spirit because I am so needy for Jesus. I understand that the only reason I'm alive, that the only reason I'm breathing is the, the only reason I'm living and breathing is because of him, is because of the Lord Jesus, that I, my Abba Father, that I live, that I move, and that I have my very being. I, I understand and I realize that the only reason I am alive is because of the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ gave his life so that we could have life and we can have it more abundantly, but not to live our own life, but to live his kind of life. I'm glad he woke me up this morning because um, that just reassures me. It's just another sign that he still has a good plan and a good purpose for our lives because everything he does, he does on purpose. But he's saying here that, you know, we have to come to him like a child. We have to, the same way we respect our earthly parents is the same way we have to acknowledge our heavenly uh, father. 
So when we don't acknowledge the Lord in all our ways, he said, listen, lean not to your own understanding, right? Because as children, we know that we can't just go outside the house and not ask our parents first where it is he wants us to go or what it is he wants us to do, right? It's not about us getting up in the morning and having our own plans. We need to be make sure that we're walking in sync with the Holy Spirit. It's not about what we want. It's not about our wants. It's not about our will. It's not about our ways. It's like, Father, what is it do you want me to do today? So he says, listen here, lean not to your own understanding. Quit trying to figure it out. I don't want you trying to figure it out. He said, lean not to your own understanding, but in all your ways. I I said all your ways, okay? In all your ways, acknowledge me and I will direct your path. Be not wise. Depart from evil and be not wise. Be not wise and depart from evil. Because when we're trying to be wise in our own eyes and we're trying to figure out how to do this and how to do that, and we're not taking time to spend time with God. Remember, when we spend time with the Word of God, we're spending time with God because God is His Word is one. And when we're not spending time in the Word, we're not spending time with God, right? So it's hard to trust someone you don't know. How many of you know that faith cometh? by hearing and hearing by the word of the Lord. I'm, I'm not talking about scripture reading. I'm talking about Bible reading. So we can eat the whole rose. Thank you, Tammy. I was talking to my sister Tammy the other day and she says, you know, I'm not going to scripture read. I'm going to, I actually went and got my Bible out so I can Bible read and not just scripture read. I want to read it all in its content, right? So a lot of times we do a lot of scripture reading. Um, But the Lord, he's calling us back to the word. He's calling us back to come back and sup with him, to come back and fellowship with him. Just like a child sit at his feet feet of a parent and they stand there and they listen to you while you give them instructions. The Lord is saying, I want you to hunger and thirst after me. You know, people have lost their hunger and desire for the things of God, chasing after riches. They have departed from the faith. They have compromised their faith and they're selling their soul. But the word of the Lord says, what profit a man if he gains the whole world? And when he dies, he loses his soul, chasing after the things of the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life. This is not about us. This is bigger than us. This is not just about what we want, but we have to be considerate of the needs of others. I have to be considerate of what God wants. And guess what? My love for you comes out of my love relationship with God. So if I don't love God, I guess what? I can't love you like I love, love God. My love, our love for God, it's, it's what causes us to love the people of God. How I many of you know that it was for God so loved the world? John 3, 16 tells us that he gave his only begotten son. It was because of his love for us that he gave his only begotten son, Jesus Christ, to die for us. So we have to come to him as a little child. He says in Matthew 18, 4, he says, so anyone who becomes as humble as this little child, he said, is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven because a child is totally dependent upon his parent for every single thing he needs. He said, God has promised to supply us with what we need because we're not here because it was our our idea. We're here because it's a God idea. I'm here because God uh, knew me before the foundations of the world. He said, before I needed you, I'm the one. God is the one who knitted us together in our mother's womb. So before your mother and father met each other, God knew you. Before the foundations of the world, God knew you. I'm just saying all that to help us to understand that 
I'm a father. God is the creator of us. So he knows everything there is about us. He's omnipotent. He's omnipresent. So we know someone who's a know-it-all. You know, we say, well, no one is a know-it-all, right? And that's true. But we know a know-it-all. Our Abba Father is a know-it-all. We actually know someone who knows it all. And so the Lord says, listen here, we must first believe not only that he, without faith, it's impossible to please God, but we must first believe that he exists. But he goes on to say, not only and, and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. How many of you know that right now, even right now, because I don't know about, but I'm seeking him. I'm looking for me in the text. I'm looking for a rhema word. I want him to reveal to me, just like he did Peter, when he, when he revealed to Peter that he was the Messiah, when his Abba Father showed him who Peter was. He said, Peter, flesh and blood has not revealed this to you. There's no way in the natural you could have known who I am and this is why this is called a rhema word it's not just the logos we're looking for something we're seeking and we're hungering and I don't know about you but I'm thirsty Lord I'm so thirsty I I need you again today I need you again every single day you promise to give us a daily word fresh manner I'm not living off a yesterday word because yesterday's gone I need a right now word for you said faith is now how many of you know so faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God we have to spend time within the word every single day because when we don't acknowledge God we ignore God right and God and his word is one in the beginning was the word the word was with God and the word was God good morning Valerie good morning thank you for joining in we're Raymond reading now Matthews 18, Lou Living Translation. We're going line upon line. He says, so anyone who becomes as a child, as this little child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Verse five, anyone who welcomes a little child like this on my behalf is welcoming me. But if you cause one of these little ones who trust in me to fall into sin, it would be better for you to have a large milestone tied around your neck and be drowned in the depths of the sea. So I like to tell people, listen, if you don't have any interest in God, your children, even though God has maybe put a call on their life, it's going to, they're not, their transportation to the church is you. Their relationship with God is going to be with you. And the earth, he has put us as parents to be parental guidance over our children. Train up a child in the way he should go, right? When he only won't depart. We need to train up the, our children, not just in natural things. It's good that they're good in uh, the academic students. It's good that they're uh, athlete students. It's good that they're in the choir. It's good that they're honor roll. It's good that they're, you know, we train them up in all these natural things. It's good that they're in ballet, that they're in dances. All this stuff is good. But this, listen, if we don't teach them about God, what what really is it going to profit? If we don't teach our children about the Lord, if we don't introduce him, we introduce our children to this person, to this friend, to that friend. But I'm telling you, if we don't introduce our children to the Lord Jesus Christ, what a great injustice we have served. Because the greatest gift and the greatest advice that we can give our children is that they need to accept Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. It wasn't enough that my mother knew the Lord because my mother knowing the Lord can't get me to heaven. I actually had to accept him for myself. So the same way we esteem natural education as being important Yes, Valerie, the same way we, we uh, the same way we esteem natural education as being important, we have to esteem spiritual education 
as being just really more important because it doesn't matter how much I know or how much I have um, on this earth if I don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ. He said, what profit is it to a man if he gains the whole world and when he dies, he loses his soul? We have to we have to put the emphasis on Jesus. I say the greatest advice my mother ever gave me is when she said, you need to get your life right. You need to give your life to Jesus Christ. You need to give your life to Jesus Christ. And if you're going to be with this man, you guys need to get to get live married so you don't be living in sin. And she said it in that order. Why? Because it was no need to deal with the sin issue until I dealt with the God issue. So she's like, you need to get your life in order. You need to get, you need to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Thank you, Lord. That was the greatest advice that my mother ever gave me. And for that, I am so grateful and I am so thankful. Um, she sowed the seed. Verse five, and anyone who welcomes a little child uh, like this on my behalf is welcome me. Verse six, but if you cause one of these little ones who trusted me to fall into sin, it would be better for you to have a large milestone tied around your neck and be drowned in the depth of the sea. A lot of times we say, don't do what I do. Uh, don't do what I uh do what I say, don't do as you see me do, or something we say. But listen, actions really do speak louder than words. Our children are mimicking us. We are their role models, right? Our children are mimicking us. Our children are mimicking us. What do they see us doing? What do they see us doing? What do they see us doing? Do they see us serving the Lord? If, but we're not serving the Lord. Why should they serve the Lord? Because after all, he's He's nobody important because we don't show any importance to him. Listen, the Lord said, acknowledge me. Lean not to your own understanding, but in all your ways, acknowledge me. And I'll, and I will direct, uh, direct your path. Yes, Valerie, we follow. They follow me. Follow me as I follow Christ. Exactly. Lean not to your own understanding, but in all your ways, acknowledge me and I will direct your path. Lean not to your own understanding. Lean not to your own understanding. Lean not to your own understanding. Lean not. Don't try to figure it out. Children really do come with an, a manual. Life comes with a manual. I hear people sometimes say, well, I wish children came with a manual. It does. It's in the word of the Lord. Children are a gift from God, right? Children are a gift from the Lord. I remember when the Lord told me I had five kids at 24. He said, you're my babysitter. When he told me, because people don't own people, you do know that people don't own people, right? People don't own people. So I was his babysitter and I thought, oh my God, you trust me with five of your children? What an honor and a privilege because how many of you know you just don't trust your kids to anyone? You trust me with, you trust me five times. Children are a reward from the Lord. Children are a reward from the Lord. And I thought, oh my God, I have to, I am responsible for seeing that they know about you. I, it's my responsibility. So I would sit them up on the couch, turn all the TV off and teach them about the Lord. I would take them to church. I would take them to Sunday, Wednesday and anything else they had going on. Because my mission was, I understood. I'm like, these kids are getting older. One day I'm not going to have influence over them. My voice isn't their only voice. So I got to put as much in them about the Lord as I possibly can. So when they get old and they start going out into this world on their own and they no longer have to check with me and they no longer have to acknowledge me and 
they no longer have to be in the house when the street lights come on. They, and when they begin to feel hopeless, they'll know that they'll remember that they're not without hope because Jesus Christ is the God of hope. And we have to train up our children in the Lord. So if you don't want to live for them because you don't want to, do it for your children, right? So if your hand or feet causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. It's better to enter eternal life. Let me see, did I miss a verse here? I think I did. Yes. So let's let's go to verse seven. What sorrow awaits the world because it tempts people to sin. Temptations are inv inevitable. It's going to happen. But what sorrow awaits the person who does the temptation? So if your hand or foot calls you to sin, cut it off. Quit doing it. Throw it out. Quit doing it. Quit touching it. Quit doing it. It's better to enter life with only one hand or one foot than to be thrown into eternal fire with both of your hands and your feet. Um, verse 9, and if your eyes cause you to sin, gouge it out. Quit looking at it and throw it away. If, this, this, if, this, if these are the doors of temptation, if doing this is causing you to sin, if what you're looking at is causing you to sin, he's saying gouge it out. If your eyes is causing you to sin and throw it away. It's better to enter into eternal life with only one eye than to have two eyes. He ain't talking about physically tearing out your eyes. Quit looking at it. Verse 10, beware that you don't look down on any of these little ones. Well, I tell you that in heaven, their angels are always in the presence of my heavenly father. If a man has a hundred sheep and one of them wanders away, what will, be, what will he do? Won't he leave the 99 others on the hill and go out to search for the one that is lost? Thank you, Lord. I'm so glad he waited on me. I'm so glad that when I didn't even know God to acknowledge God and I ignored God, that he still waited on me. It wasn't that I first loved him because I didn't even know him to love me. The word of the Lord says that when we were yet sinners, this is how Christ proved his love for us, that even when we were yet sinners, he died for the ungodly. Thank you, Lord. I'm so glad that he waited. I'm so glad that he waited, that he waited that he went and if he finds verse 13 says and if he finds it i tell you the truth he will rejoice over it more than over the 99 that didn't wander away he said if, if one leaves he'll go he'll leave the whole 99 to go after the one because jesus said i didn't come for those that are well it's not the well that needs a physician but it's those that are sick the well don't need a physician those who already have christ don't need christ they already got christ it's those who don't know Christ. He said, I came for those that are sick. Mark 14. He says, in the same way, it is not my heavenly father's will that even one of these little ones should perish. If anyone believes, if if another believe, believer sins against you, go privately and point out the offense. If the other person listens and confesses it, you won that person back. He didn't say if someone sins against you to go and tell your best friend. He didn't say if someone goes and sins against you to post it on Facebook. He didn't say if, if someone sins against you. He says if another believer sins against you, he said you need to go to them privately. I always tell people, you know, when they come to me and they be talking about stuff, I said, well, they said, well, this is my best friend or whatever. And I was like, okay, well, did you go tell your best friend? Did you, this stuff that you're saying to me, thank you, thank you, um, Okay, Valerie, thank you so much for joining in this morning. Thank you so much. Um, it says, if another believer sins against you, go privately and point out the office, right? He didn't say, go tell your best friend, go call up this person, go post social media, none of that. He said, you're supposed to go to that person. Go to the person in private. Go to the person in private. Go to the person. 
go to them in private and discuss this. I, I know when I have to deal with an offense or something, I usually I'll pray about it and say, Lord, show me, show me how to say this. Show me how to, you know, how to bring this to their attention. You know, Lord, show me. And, um, you know, just pray about it first and go talk to them because talking about people ain't going to help people. We need to talk to the person, okay? He didn't say go talk about them. He said go talk to them. Verse 16, but if you are unsuccessful, he said, but if they don't want to listen after you try to talk to them, this is when you take one or two other people with you and go back again so that everything you say may be confirmed by two or three witnesses. So what I had to I had to confront one of my friends one time and it was really heart-wrenching to me. It wasn't anything major, it's just the fact that I had to bring some stuff to their attention. And I was like, well, no decision is a decision. This was the problem was. No decision. How many of you know that no decision is a decision? And God is not the author of confusion. So listen, he said, let your yes be yes and your nay be nay. Because the devil wants you to be in limbo. He don't want to give you a yes because the devil has a problem with commitment issues. So he don't want to say yes or he don't want to say no. So he wants to keep you in the middle in limbo. But the word of the, that's from the evil one. Everything else is from the evil one, right? And it causes confusion. So let your yes be yes and your no be no. And if it's something you need to go and pray about it, then you need to go and pray about it so you can give this person a sincere answer so they're not in limbo. Because when you're in limbo, that's where the devil lives. The devil lives in limbo. The word of the, let your yes be yes. And your no be no, because everything else, good morning, Keisha, everything else is from the evil one. So here he is. He said, listen here, go take, if you take one or two other people with you, go back again so that everything you say may be confirmed by two or three witnesses. Out the mouth of two or three witnesses, right? Even his word is established. Verse 17, so he said, now, you, you see your, your friend in a fog. You go to him and you try to talk to him. Hi guys, this is Arthur Pearly Martin. Remember to pick up all my books online at Arthur Pearly Martin um, and, at Amazon, Barnes and Nobles under Pearly Martin Books. You guys, remember to like this, uh, to subscribe to this podcast. Help support this podcast. Hit that subscribe button. And, and you guys make sure that you share the link. But more than anything, you guys stroll through here. I have over 200 some episodes. Stroll through here and see if God has a word for you. Again, this is Arthur Pearlie Martin with Biblical Principles for Inner Healing. You guys be blessed. And like I always say, keep looking for what's good in your day so you can see God's goodness all throughout your day.